the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio. This is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Coparis. And I want to thank all of our listeners for your continued support. I do this every show because I do appreciate your uh, listening to the show and uh, hearing our amazing uh, guest on the show. We're fortunate to have such great people uh, coming on the UCW Radio show, and today is no different. I need to let the sponsors know that uh, we did open up the doors. The UCW Radio Show has opened the doors to sponsorship opportunities and partnerships. So uh, any advertisers, marketers, sponsors that want to tie in to the UCW Radio Show, just go to UCWMagazine.com to find out how. In just a little while, we're going to have a very special guest on the show. Uh, she's one part of the screenwriting team that is actually taking Hollywood by storm, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, their latest venture is going to be on the Carmike Theater screens across the country on September 18, 2009. And trust me on this, uh, it's going to quickly, this film is going to quickly become a cult classic. Uh, the name of the film is Lynch Mob, and with a cast that includes the great Tony Darrow from Sopranos and Goodfellas fame, uh, this guy is great. Uh, look, with that combination and the whole cast of characters, I don't have time to go through it right now because we want to get our guest on the phone because she is waiting. Uh, this is sure to knock your socks off. Uh, before we bring her on the phone... I need to let listeners know that if you're going to be in the Atlanta area on September 17th, you have a unique opportunity. Make it down to the Call Mike Theater for the red carpet event for Lynch Mob. You can go to their website to find out exactly what theater to go to. And that website is lynchmobmovie.com. You'll have the cast and crew there, meet and greet, photo ops, and much more. Get your autographs, so on and so forth. Get your memorabilia from the event. This is a unique opportunity for you to be a part of something. It's being a part of history because I am saying this today, that it will not be long before this dynamic writing duo goes big time. So uh, the chance of you having this opportunity in the next year is probably going to be pretty low. So take a part of history. Take a part in history, not of, but be part of history. Uh, go to the official website. Uh, again, I'm going to uh, mention it, uh, lynchmobmovie.com. Uh, trust me, you're not going to be disappointed. Now, before we bring her on the line, I have to give you some information. Uh, we do uh, want audience participation, so you can call in with your questions and comments. Just uh, call 323-952-4369. Uh, 323-952-4369. Uh, we want to hear from you. So, uh, and, and also, uh, we're on Twitter. Okay, you can shoot me out your questions there as well. If you don't want to call, you can shoot me out. You can tweet your questions or comments to me there. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Follow me and tweet away. Now, without further ado, Let's patch in one half of the dynamic writing duo, the Stampers, which consists of Scott and Rachel Stamper. And here is that shining star, Rachel Stamper. Rachel, it's great to have you on the UCW radio show. Thanks for taking time uh, on a Friday night to be with us. Well, thank you for having me, Lou. 
Oh, thank you. We appreciate your time. We appreciate the time, and I say this all the time when the show starts. We appreciate the time our guests put aside for us because you know your time is valuable. You have a lot of things going on. You just finished the movie. You have a lot of promotion going on for it. So uh, we're going to try to uh, get through this interview and survive. <laughs> Surviving's good. Yeah, they, surviving is good. Uh, Rachel, you are a writer. You're a filmmaker. You've done a lot of amazing things uh, during your lifetime. Uh, you've been involved, or, or let me just not say involved, but let me just say in love. You have a love affair with uh, with uh, the, I guess, Hollywood and writing plays and stuff like that. You've been doing this in second grade. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, like, as soon as I could read, I knew I wanted to write. You know, it was it was one of those, well, I could do this. So I did. I started doing it. And, you know, first film in, you know, middle school. And then it was, you know, the litany of stuff. And then I kind of got sidetracked, you know, having a having a family and things like that, like a lot of people do. Yeah. Like, Here's what I want to do. And then you get sidetracked. And But we, uh, you know, we're, we got back on track. But that's life. But that that's life. That's what happens, you know. But what I want, what I want to do is, is let our listeners get a good, taste or a good vision of you and, and your journey because knowing more about you your your journey is is amazing and, and I'm and I just learning about you just I, I was taken back when I was reading more and uh, I think our listeners uh, would be very interested in hearing about your journey now you started out you know with your first play you you were in second grade you were doing some uh, theatrical stuff uh, why, don't, why don't we start there? Um, and you were you were in second grade, so how do you know about writing plays? I mean, what's up with that? You know, I, I don't even it, it's I guess I don't even remember that age like reading a play, you know, and then to write one, and I just I don't even remember how it happened. It was like oh, and I wrote this play, and it was Aliens, and my sister mixed you know, green food dye and makeup, and I directed and starred in this production, and, you know, we we coated ourselves down with, with green makeup, and, you know, I think there was three or four of us girls, and we're at the front of the room, and we're doing this play, and then everybody liked it, and so we ended up doing it in front of the whole school, oh, wow. and uh, that was my first foray into writing for the theater, ah. so... And, uh, yeah, I don't even remember. There was aliens, and I think you destroyed them by tickling, and it was <laughs> it was highbrow work. That's, I will say that. That's, that's funny. That's funny. It was off, 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 off Broadway. We were in rural Georgia, so I don't know how much further off of Broadway you can get, but wow. it got good reviews. Well, there you go. That's an important thing. It did. Thing it, it was well received. There it you sold go. out every performance. Well, but that, and that's at, that's been that's in second grade, you know. And you, <laughs> did, but then, what I find interesting is that you go from there, second grade, doing this stuff. You got your 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 aliens. Who I mean, kids. I mean, that that's something. I don't know I, what's going on with your in your head at that point. I don't know, but it's it's, it's funny to me. You, you you're looking at the world domination, so on and so forth. But you. Oh you, yeah, world domination has been my theme. Yeah, and I, I think it still is. I think you're still involved in that in some way. I'm headed for world domination. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but you went from there, and you actually uh, did your first screenplay, and you're still you're still young. You're what in the seventh grade? Seventh grade. I was yeah. kind of eleven, twelve, and it was it was about Charles and Diana. Back then, it was like a big thing, and yeah. there was a there was a, a love triangle with Amy Carter. I actually starred in that one too. I played Amy Carter, mm -hmm. and uh, it was 
it was just really funny, and it was just this class project, and it ended up in a little, we started a little film festival at the school, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all my friends were on it, and it's funny because I'm still in touch with these people, and, you know, I've been getting Facebook things. I was in your first movie. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I played Jimmy Carter, you know, and it was like, oh, yeah, that was my first movie technically, so on Super 8, you know, with the little handheld. And, and with the little handheld, awesome. and you, the reel. And <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, and, and you're, somebody's holding a microphone out, and you're recording on, gosh, I think it was the, not even, I don't even remember if it was cassettes or it was reel-to-reel. I think it was reel-to-reel. Probably. So, yeah, those yeah big it machines. was antique equipment from <laughs> the, the public school systems in Georgia, so it well, was great, though. Well, I hope you have that stuff, that footage. You know, I, I, I have heard that it's, in a, that it's in a custodial closet at the middle school, that mm-hmm. it's still there, and uh, but no, it, you know, it's one of those lost in the annals of time. Yeah, I do you, wish you I think had so, it. but you, you think it's lost, but I tell you this much, you know, in the next couple of years, when they're doing a, a thing on your bio on A&E When they're or doing my E! True Hollywood yeah, story, yeah, exactly. gonna, someone's going to find it in the closet, and it's yeah. gonna it's probably going to look really bad, worse than I remember. But. Yeah, <laughs> this is her before, like what they did with, with Chris Angel, it was like, hey, they showed him as some little nerdy kid, well, there you go. Yeah, that's going to be me, I was a little nerdy kid. So. Yeah, but, but you know what, it's interesting how you... You, this was just instilled in you, you know, because you went, you were doing that stuff, uh, and you know, your first screenplay, you were involved in uh, poems and plays. You, you got, a, you got awards. Yeah, for, I, for, I for mean, your I have creative like, talent. I have trophies and medals and all this stuff, and it never occurred to me not to write. Mm-hmm. It was like breathing, and you know, and there was always journals and just there was always stuff, and you know, writing for the newspaper, and it, it just it it kind of kept flowing out of me. And when I when life got really busy, I was in the military. I did all this stuff. I was in the army, and it just and I came to this point where I didn't have time. It was I felt like I was being strangled. And when I picked up the pen again and started writing again, mm-hmm. it's like I found found air again. So so you so it was after where well, you went to the army after high school or after college? Uh, I took a I took a hiatus from college. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into the army, and that was a whole nother experience. I actually did well. Smart asses do really well in the military. Yeah, uh, I, they really, they really do. And uh, people are always surprised. I like to hold that in my back pocket. I tell people, well, you know, back when I was in the army, they're like, what? So I wore army boots and everything. Yeah, I did. I did great. I, I liked the military, and uh, so, and it just kind of progressed along. And then I started, you know, doing some writing here and there, and it, it was community theater kind of stuff, okay. and then we. But, uh, but that was that was during the time you were in the army, or. I, I actually did started back doing community theater writing when I was in the army. Army communities have a lot of a lot of theater, and there's, you know, airborne rangers. You know, doing they're not doing Shakespeare usually, but they're they're doing stuff, and it's interesting. There's actually a really lively theatrical community around the armed forces. And it's not just, you know, wives and stuff. It's the soldiers. Oh, that's interesting. So it, it, that gave you the opportunity to get in there and start um, doing what you love to do. Yeah, just to get creative again, you know, to to direct and to write some things and just be involved in a theatrical production. And uh, that was pretty much my outlet, my outlet where people got to see what I was writing for a long time. So... And that went that went well, but we it wasn't, you know. I always 
you know, wanted to have something in a before a broader audience. Mm-hmm. And so when, but I just, you know, I didn't ever sit down and make myself, you know, write that novel or, or you know, do anything. And then we were trying to start a family and had a bunch of problems and then, I got pregnant and, and we lost a baby. Yeah, that 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 that's a biggie because you you know you you've kind of you shelf things for a little while because you got married and everything. And yeah, you you kind of concentrate on things like that, yeah. and then you know you're excited about this little life you've created, and then mm-hmm. when we found out that the baby had died, it was you know, and then that's... I had to still go through labor and delivery. It was it was agony. I mean, I you know cried for, I I really think I cried for a year, and my husband too. I, 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 I can imagine. It was heartbreaking. Of course, of course it is. I mean that that takes its toll. I mean, you, you your husband Scott, um, you know, basically you, you guys went through hell. Oh yeah. At that yeah. time, yeah, you know, that's heartbreaking. I, I I feel sorry and I I feel bad for you going through that. No one should have to go through that, you know. But what you guys did, and 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 I think it's fantastic what you guys did. You you didn't sit there and give up. No, we we I mean we we well we did for a little while. But well, I mean, it's <laughs> normal, but it's normal you, you to do. go there's, that. there's a process, but then w- that really made us start talking about what you know what do we really want to do. We've seen we've seen something put aside that we really wanted to do, and so you know this may not happen for us. What do we really really want to do? And we both love film, and Scott likes to write also, and so we said, you know, this is what we want to do. And it was about a year later that we. We had, you know, written some stuff, and then we said we're gonna we're gonna do a short film. And our first short film was Performance Anxiety. And Scott told me he said, "Come up with an idea. We need to be able to shoot this in one location for really cheap." Okay. <laughs> and so I, the, basically, the whole movie is shot in our bedroom. Really? And, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It was really weird having that many people in my bedroom because um, there's like, you know, boom mics and the cameras and. You know, yeah, in the bedroom, you're like, aha. Well, this I guess this is what a porn movie feels like. I started to say, probably there's some, you know, this was probably the only movie that there was no nudity or anything. <laughs> Usually it's when you're filming, you know, and the, the bed is the central piece. But it's uh, it was a comedy about a, a, a girl who's basically all the skeletons in her closet come to life and the guy she's brought home with her can see them and hear them. Oh, and, cool. you know, yeah, it was really weird. And we shot it literally like in the hall and then most of it was in the bedroom. But filmmaking, you have to be really quiet. And that's, sure. it, it's kind of, it's really weird not to have ever made a movie. And we had all this equipment everywhere, you know, from the basement up, you know, three stories in the house and we're all tiptoeing around being really quiet. And our, uh, then by then we had had a child and he was like uh, nine ten months old. He learned to walk during one of the rehearsals. Okay. He was in a papoose on my back while I'm feeding the multitudes <laughs> of people. Do you have were... pictures of this? I would love to see. I do. Pictures. I have yeah. some. I will have to. I will have to send you some so you can put out there. And Most we did definitely. that one, and you know that that one was really really funny, and it was well received. It did film festivals, and almost immediately we're like, okay, let's do this again. And we did another one called Just Asking for It, and it's a, it's actually kind of it's. I think this is one of those where my husband, this was his idea, where in the, it's in the future where there's cops who can just it's overpopulated, so they can just kill people who are jerks. No, so you know the person in the ten on, the ten and underline at the grocery store that pulls up with thirty. Bam. 
and so and you're allowed to do that. Everybody's dream, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you it's like the the you know the the jerk who cuts you off, bam, you know, and they just yeah. slap a ticket on their forehead and kill them. And that one was definitely you know dark and funny, and that was you know. What happens is Scott or I, one or the other, our writing processes will come up with the idea. Mm-hmm. And then the person who comes up with the idea will do the first draft, just okay. a really rough draft. And then we, I give it to the other person and they read it. And then we sit together and then we hone it and we perfect it. And it'll go through six, seven, eight, ten iterations. So we don't write collaboratively. We edit collaboratively. And so it ends up being I both like of that. us. I like that. Which is nice because it's a male voice and it's a female voice. And, you know, like in the one movie, they wanted, he, they were going to kill a woman who was being annoying. And so mm-hmm. I was like writing the annoying dialogue, you wow. know. But you know what <laughs> like that does? That, that, that avoids arguments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, I won't say we haven't argued while we, <laughs> while we write stuff. But it, it's very, I think it's good because if, you, if I was writing with somebody else, I might be more polite. And mm-hmm. so would he, but because we're so brutally honest with each other mm-hmm. and not afraid of, of you know, damaging a, a professional partnership, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we will just say, oh, that really sucks. No, <laughs> you're not doing that. And and that, I think, lets, lets our work really get better because sure. we're not afraid to really hammer each other until it's perfect. But that makes a lot of sense, and you know, and you're right. If you guys are brutally honest, that means if something does suck, that you're going to say it or he's going to say it. But then, at the end of the day, you're you're letting out a better product. Yeah, it's better for it because mm-hmm. if if somebody is reading your work and tiptoeing around you, then they're just going to let you suck, and that's not doing you any favors. No. And, so and, we. We had done these two little shorts, and we found out, God, this is a hell of a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And we thought, kind of naively at the time, after the fact we know that we were naive, that, you know, this it can't be much harder to make a feature. Let's just make a feature. Okay. And so this this one was based on Scott's concept, and then we, you know, wrote it out and worked it. And then we started passing it around, and by the time we'd gotten done, with these two shorts, we knew a lot of people in the Atlanta film community, mm-hmm. and we had made a lot of, you know, friendships and built a lot of relationships. But, but those, those shorts you did, just to interrupt you for a second, those shorts okay. you did, uh, you got a lot of uh, film festival recognition, didn't you? We got film festival play, we got awards, we played as far away, I think the first one played as far away as Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. So, and, but... With, you know, with a short film, it's like, oh, it's kind of fun, but you can't do it professionally. Mm-hmm. There's no money in short films. Yeah. And for us to be able to realize that we want to be full-time filmmakers, then we had to take this, this other step. And it was a huge leap of faith. At the time we made the movie, I was still working full-time. And now now we're, you know, full-time writers. So it, it's enabled that. But it was huge. But what's interesting is we started having table reads and investor table reads and all this and we started getting money but even like actors who were taking a part in the movie who were maybe only getting a couple hundred bucks for their part or maybe deferred they were putting money into the film mm-hmm. you know we have a ton of investors that it's a thousand two thousand you know three four thousand dollars that were actually you know either holding a boom mic in the movie or were acting in the movie because they liked the script so much and mm-hmm. they really wanted to, and they didn't have to give money to be involved in the project, but they did. Right. So that was that was a real 
kind of a, a you know a compliment to us as writers mm-hmm. that people would would do that would invest in us. No, without a doubt. So, and, and the thing and, is, and the thing is with that, you know, look, and I, and I have to say this for our listeners because you and your husband. You were doing the shorts, you were doing that, you had you held a full, full-time job at the time, and all this other jazz. You put, you just put everything at risk. Oh, yeah. To, to do oh, this feature, because that, that, that's the key thing, the risk factor, because, you know, look, we live in, in America. This is, you know, the land of opportunity, and I say it over and over again uh, when, when we go down this road, but... To be successful, you have to risk. You have to throw. You have to roll the dice and go for it. And that's what you guys did. Oh, you have to risk. I mean, everything. I mean, even to just make the short films, mm-hmm. uh, because the first two, you know, we pretty much paid for. It was, you know, credit cards maxed out. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff getting paid late. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> no, I mean, it's like you know, you know, calling your parents. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, but but on you top know. of that, you're raising a family, you know. And, yeah, you know, yeah, and we, you know, we got a kid, and you know, who's now, you know, in school and and all this, and yeah, I mean, it was really rolling the dice because even though I was still working every free moment, you know, I was back and forth to the movie set carting a child who was then four, you know, mm-hmm. and he was so great about it. He's the cannibal baby in our movie, but um, <laughs> you know, throw him in. Yeah. Oh, he's he's in all our stuff. It's like here, you know. I mean, he was tiny; he could barely sit up, and he was in the first one because we just thought, oh, fun, you know. And so he's—it's like a Hitchcock thing. He's our Hitchcock. He's in every one of our movies. Well, that's so. cool, though. That's cool. You involve him in it, and and I and I like hearing the fact that you know you had your actors, you had the people involved, you had people supporting what you were doing. I mean, again, that is definitely a big pat on the back uh, for you guys. What was also great about about this is that people that were in our first short film, after they made the film with us, they kind of were like, I, you know, I, I can do this, I can really do this, and they took off for L.A. Mm-hmm. And we have people that their first part was in one of our little little things, and they're out in L.A. and they're doing it. Awesome. You know, there was a guy who held our just kind of he had no lines. He held a guitar in our first movie, and he was in Quincy and Era, hmm. and that's just wonderful. That, that's fantastic. See, you open the doors by you doing you and your husband doing that. You you open the doors for opportunity for other people, even though whether you 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 mean to do it or not, it happens by default. Well, and you mean to do it. You want you want it to happen because. It, it, it's a good feeling to know that you, you you knew somebody when and that you were you know a part of their journey, right. um, and especially now that this that Lynch Mob is going to be in theaters, it's going to be just a real boon to the actors that were in it and mm-hmm. they thought you know they may have come in and thought oh it's another you know little indie film mm-hmm. that you know maybe is going to be on DVD, but now it's like oh wow I'm in theaters so if they didn't have an agent they can get an agent if they had an agent they can get better parts you know, or more money or, you know, more recognition. So it's kind of a, you know, win, 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 win for everybody that was involved. Across, what, what's across been the happening. board. Across the board. And th- this is, and again, for our listeners that are listening to this, this just goes to show you that things do happen. If you, you know, you, you have a lot of writers and directors that are out there doing indie films. You have a lot of great people over there. And you know what? If if you're an actor and you 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 get involved with it, yeah, you're not making the money, but it's the the potential of, of something great happening. And with you, you just you don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know you, where you don't it's going to end up. 
But you guys, you know, you made you know, the, the feature film that you have coming out that's going to be in the Carmike theaters, uh, surely, uh, is Lynch Mob. You know, it, it, was, it didn't start out as Lynch Mob, but it started out, what was the title, Fresh Meat? It was meat? Fresh Meat. It started out as Fresh Meat, <laughs> and then we found out there was a, a adult video of that title, <laughs> which I'm, I'm sure had a much different plot, and we thought, you know, yeah. maybe we don't want that market confusion. No, especially so. when you guys started shooting in the bedroom. You don't want that type of thing going no, on. No, yeah, because we already had that reputation going <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, that so. happening. So you you, uh, you renamed it Lynch Mob. Uh, yeah, tell, tell us about this. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll give you the, without spoiling the ending, that our, our little tagline is, if you only see one mafia horror zombie redneck cannibal movie this year, make sure it's Lynch Mob. <laughs> and uh, there's a little town in Georgia, Lynchburg, Georgia, that, and some of this is actually in, based in historical fact. You know, Sherman's coming through, he's burning everything. And some of these towns started lynching their slaves because they didn't want them to be part of the, the you know, Union Army. And so this little town of redneck jerks is lynching their slaves. Mm -hmm. And they they lynch this woman who's a voodoo queen, and right before they kill her, she she curses them, and they are cursed for hunger for human flesh, and they can't leave this stinking little town. Mm -hmm. So it's been the same the same you know twelve people since eighteen sixty something right. you know, <laughs> and not a lot of not a lot of road traffic comes through, but when they do, you know, they get eaten. So there's a little diner in the movie, and you know one of the recipes up there is you know, stew, and they have it spelled S-T-U, and they're like, oh, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> and he looks down, and he's got like a, a, you know, an automotive shirt, and the guy's name is S-T-U, and they're like, no, I don't think so. And uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, and actually, and then there's an Italian in New York, you know, tie into this that you should like. So up in New York, there's a, a mob guy, Weasel, and he's a, an interrogator, and he, he rolls over on the mob because he gets caught. He's this icky, icky pedophile. The actor who played him is really nice. He's actually a preacher. So oh, well, it's really ironic. Yeah, that is <laughs> ironic. Oh, oh, when he is is on screen, Michael Cole just like, he makes your skin crawl. He was into this part, and he's such a nice guy. Uh, and, well, but, but you know what's funny is that he's going to be in this movie. People are going to see him. Uh, yeah, I think his story needs to be told because you don't want this guy. I'm <laughs> saying, oh, yeah, you and, bastard. And he, oh, right. And they're like, oh, keep your kids away. He's the nicest guy and he actually teaches theater at a church okay. he's the nicest guy and but he was so in this part he was so in there so he is this mob information extractor and he rolls over on the mob and they have to put him in witness protection but they don't want to put him near kids mm -hmm. so they find this little crappy town in georgia where there's no kids and they drop him off and of course the neighbors come calling and they want to have him for dinner mm -hmm. and uh he uh, he fights them off and then he figures out they're not dying you know, right. even though he's he's done a butcher job on them. And so he makes them a deal. He asks them if they like Italian, you know. And so he, he baits the mob guys to come down because he knows they're going to find him anyway. And so right. the mafia rolls into town and they do battle with the rednecks. And, you know, it goes from there. And it's it's really great. So it's, you know, kind of mafia versus cannibal rednecks. Yeah. So, that's interesting. I like that storyline. That, that, yeah, it, it's something that, that we haven't heard before. So that's always a good thing. And lots lots of, you know, really, really cool special effects. It's, you see this movie and you won't believe it's a low-budget movie. You know, we have eyeballs coming out. We've got fingers getting hacked off with yeah. pliers. And it's really <laughs> gruesome. And, you know, gunfights blazing and bullets and everything and we just were lucky to have you know some engineers and stuff who 
were interested in filmmaking and and did this, these great special effects for us and for they, you know they, nothing. And they believed in in what you guys were doing. Yeah, actually, what what I want to do, Rachel, is just you know let's crank back a little bit because you know the movie uh, Lynch Mob is going to be in the theaters soon. But I want people to to hear that you know you, when you guys figured out what you were going to do, you and your husband had to sit down and say, hmm, okay, we want to do this. But how are we going to pay for this film? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, with the, the first couple of shorts, it was, oh, okay, well, we'll just, you know, eat a, eat hot dogs and max out the credit cards. And with this one, it was at that point, because we had made the two films, we were like, wow, you know, we don't have any money. We really need to do this, though. Right. And so it was a matter of... The, the thing that we could bring to the table was our passion, our enthusiasm, and our screenplay. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. And we just started showing it to people, people that have been involved in our other projects. And and actually what's really great is there's two guys um, that are actual like Hollywood players that are in our movie. Mm -hmm. Tony Darrow, mm -hmm. who is, uh, he was a, a regular playing Larry Boy Barisi on The Sopranos, and he's in Goodfellas and right. analyze this, analyze that. In, any mafia movie this guy's been in, you'll, you'll recognize his face in a second. And then Paul Borgesi, who produces his own films and was most recently in Julie and Julia. And they, the script was ended up in front of them, and they loved it. And so they agreed to participate. And, you know, they did it for SAG Minimum, which, you know, what actor shows up to do that? That was great that yeah. they, you know kind of dropped what they were doing, came down to Atlanta and worked for SAG Minimum. And, uh, you know, we had a an accident. Tony got hurt on set, quacked himself with a prop gun. And, you know, so we so got that, real blood in our movie. You mean nothing but nothing is, I'm sad to hear, uh, I feel bad that he got hurt. That's funny. He, he, he trying to whack himself. What's going on here? <laughs> well, yeah, you know. He what are you doing, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was just one of those interesting things, and, I, of course, I was actually not on set, and I get this call, it's like, oh, Tony's been hurt, you know, got to find a doctor, so I had to find a little boutique doctor to head over to the set and, and treat him, but he uh, he wanted the cameras to keep rolling, he wanted his real blood in there, he didn't want to, like, slow up the production okay. for the, you know, the head wound, because <laughs> right. it was a head wound, mm -hmm. and uh, so he was a real trooper, and then they showed up and got him fixed up, but he didn't, you know, he didn't want to stop the filming, so he believed in the project, and that was a great feeling to have somebody who's been in, you know, 30-plus movies to go, I believe, in your project. That's a real professional, and, and for someone, and it's interesting, because when you have someone that's been around, and they, 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 they attach themselves to your film, not because they're getting paid millions of dollars, but because they believe in the project. If you're involved in a good project, things happen. Things happen. Yeah, I, I think it's kismet in a way because, yeah. yeah, for them, you know, them to come down and they were, you know, they were so great. And, you know, of course, everybody wants a picture with them and, you know, all this. And they, they were so nice. They, mm -hmm. you know, and on, for our movie set, you know, these were, these were the mega stars, mm -hmm. you know, and there was no diva, no nothing. And they just were professionals and believed in the project and, you know, gave a hundred percent. You know, they they took this as seriously as they do working on the set of The Sopranos, which right. is is great. 
uh, you know, unexpected in a way mm-hmm. and, and wonderful. But you yourself, I mean, you, you, you weren't afraid of rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty. You weren't sitting there, you know, uh, just trying to raise <laughs> capital. You were sitting there really digging in, you know, from your cook, painting sets, doing this, you know. Oh, I, I did mean, everything. And you know what's funny is I could, you know, I, I'm excited to sit and watch the final cut. I'm going to have to watch it again later at home because I'm going to go, there's a piece of my furniture. There's a piece of my furniture. <laughs> there's nothing left in my house because I collect antiques and you mm-hmm. know because the set was like this older town that had been around since the 1860s like mm-hmm. every piece of furniture that we own and yeah it was cooking I actually burned down my kitchen cooking for the set did you really I, I did I was making meatloaves and I had like 10 meatloaves in the oven and I set the I set the kitchen on fire and the baby and I were outside on the front lawn waiting for the, the three fire trucks. He was really excited about the fire trucks. And uh, well, the he, fireman came in. and He's a movie star. Know. Why not? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and they, they looked in the oven and they said, do you really like meatloaf that much? Because it was a lot of meatloaf. <laughs> and I explained to them about the movie and the firemen were so great. They stayed like half an hour. I guess it was a slow fire day. Mm-hmm. And they hung out and they wanted to hear all about the movie. And, you know, they were just cool. really nice guys, so. Well, you're lucky no one got hurt, first of all. Second of all, you know, um, your son got to see some flames, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, got to see some flames, got to see the fire trucks. What I'm really upset about, actually, is I make great meatloaf, and the the cast and crew never got to have it. They had to have pizza that night, and then uh, after that, I decided that I wasn't going to gonna do anything flammable. Oh, so. pizza, but yeah, I painted, <laughs> I painted sets. I painted sets. I put up lights. I, I literally like wallpapered and I, you know, did all this. We were working in like this abandoned house and I'm I'm trying to make sure my son doesn't play with the broken windows <laughs> in this <laughs> abandoned house we're shooting in while I'm painting the walls and it was it was a family effort. My my nephews came and helped. You know, my brother in law right. was loaning stuff. My my brother was loaning us guns. He's an NRA poster boy. He has like a thousand guns. He so he was loaning us guns, which was great. And that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It, it was. It, it's interesting to do it. It's you know very time consuming and it's a real labor of love. But uh, I'm glad we did it, and I can't wait to make our next one. But you know the thing is that you, you have to love what you do in order to sacrifice what you did. Because look, and I'm going to say it again. You and your husband sitting there, you're maxing out your cards, uh, you're doing this, doing that, you're taking the money out of your savings, this and that, you're trying to raise a family at the same time, you're trying to do this movie, and it, it's like you're, you're borrowing money to do this, that, and the whole nine yards, and you're sitting there, and you're, you're, you're make, trying to make this happen, and during the whole process, you're stressed to a T, and I know it, you have to be, you're stressed to a T, but then at the end of the day, when you have so many people coming in and 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 just kind of like you like a magnet, you're drawing them to you. Well, and I would say to anybody that is not doing you know what they want to do that I don't think you can sit in your comfort zone and make and make a dream happen. No. You know, unless your dream is to you know if you want to if you, if you want to be doing what you're doing, then great, good for you. But if you're doing something you know different. Um, and you really, you can't sit, you know, sit on your sofa and just think that what you want to do is going to knock on your door and, you know, and, and make it for, force success on you or force what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, if this hadn't worked out, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, if, if it didn't work out, you know, things would have went down a different path, but you had enough faith and everybody had enough faith in the project and that alone makes the difference because they're going to make sure it's going to be great. It's not about, okay, well, 
you have a crappy screenplay and we're going to do this because we have nothing better to do. No, they believed in your screenplay. They believed in you guys. And, and, and then that comes forth. And again, and I go back to the risk factor. You guys risked everything for this. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. but now the reward is going to be sweet. But, you know, again, I go back. You look, we're in America, land of opportunity. If you don't risk, how are you going to get anything back? If you sit, as you just said, you sit down, you're watching TV, you know, watching wrestling on a, on a on a Monday night or whatever Friday night. You're doing nothing. You're hanging out with your friends. You're doing nothing, but you have these dreams and you're not going for it. You know, who do you have to blame but yourself? Yeah, nobody's going to do it for you. No. And uh, you know, we we've been. We worked hard, but, you know, I won't say there wasn't an aspect of luck or fortune or blessings, whatever you say to it, how you want to define something, because, you know, our movie just floated across the desk of someone who, who took it to Carmike, and Carmike Cinemas went, we love this. And what's really great about, about that and Carmike believing in the project is Carmike has, you know, they have, there's plenty of Hollywood movies coming out. Mm -hmm. That screen could have gone to somebody else. No doubt. And there's, there's studio pictures that can't get on a screen right now. Um, because there's a lot more independent projects coming out that are good. And there's this huge community. Of, I think the future of filmmaking is independent filmmaking and not studio filmmaking. And, here, um, here, here, here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's people, because I think in the studio system, you know, it's the same romantic comedy, that same plot over and over and over, you know, and it's just how much more of this Play-Doh cookie cutter crap Mm -hmm. You know, can we endure? And uh, for us to have a screen where they could have, you know, put an Al Pacino movie or something else is, you know, is just phenomenal. And Carmike's faith in this project has been an absolute godsend. So, you know, they have us on almost 100 screens across the country. Nice. And hopefully, you know, it's going to do so well that the rest of the their other 85 screens or whatever they have are going to going to pick us up, too. No, that would be excellent. You see, you went from a dream to you realizing this dream. You know, I mean, when you were doing this film, you, you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know whether this just thing was just going to go uh, to, to DVD and just wind up somewhere on Netflix or something or Blockbuster. Yeah, if we were lucky, right? Yeah, if, if you're lucky to get there <laughs> or in somebody's garage and somebody's selling yeah. it you know, out of the back of their trunk. I don't know. You know, yeah. but... But, you know, fortune, I, I'm going to call it karma because if you you go through enough in life, you try to do good for people, it comes back at you. So, you know, maybe that, that's something karma-wise that happened. You know, but you have, you created a, a great movie. You did that. If this is going to be in, in the Carmike theaters. Um, I, I think that you have something awesome on your hands. And well, thank you. When is it going to be, uh, when is it going to be released? We open on Friday, September 18th, so a week from right now. We will be open, and uh, lynchmobmovie.com has the trailer and you know information and bios. But there's also a list of all the theaters, and um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. We may be. The listings, you know, come out about a week ahead. So we we probably our movie poster is on Carmike Cinemas, and okay. hopefully the date and time listings for all those people who want to rush out and buy tickets now and beat the rush can get it. But at lynchmobmovie.com, and you know you can see about it. And then lynchburgga.com mm -hmm. is actually a little site of ours too. There we we worked up a whole history of this little town, and there's a message from the mayor and everything. And oh, uh, great. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a fun little site also That's where cool. you can get into the, the vibe of it. But, yeah, I, I just, we're, we're pleased, and we have great director, we have great cast, great crew. You know, we were in there with our sleeves rolled up, and this and then this part that we're doing right now, and you know, we appreciate you you interviewing us. That uh, it's a real grassroots effort to to get the word out and to get people into the theater to see this movie. That I think you know they're gonna love. Yeah. Any horror film fan is just gonna love this movie. Yeah, well, look, I think you know, Carmike Theater is supporting your efforts is a big big plus I, I i give them a big thumbs up for doing that um now it's coming out september 18th are you going to have like a red carpet type of thing going on we are we're having a red carpet premiere thursday the 17th here in atlanta um at a, one of the carmike locations here and we're going to have some some atlanta atlanta-based celebrities keith sweat's going to be out there with us and okay. you know all the cast and the crew and some media and uh so I'll send you some information about that. If you're if you're down Atlanta Way, you should come on out to the red carpet premiere. Oh, cool! So yeah, and for you know for me, what really made this this real was to walk into the Carmike location closest to us, and right there, boom! First poster inside the door. There's our movie poster, and it's like whoa! I can see my name there, you know. That's and then, pretty cool. Yeah, and then to go into one of the cinemas and see the the trailer playing on the big screen, that's when you know you know it's real. I don't you know I don't think we're not done. We're just getting started out. But you feel like you make it. You, you've made it at least to one one stage of of some success when you see that there, and it's like wow, people are going to see our movie on the big screen, well, and they're actually going to pay for the privilege. That's mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, but you know something? You guys put a lot of work into what, to what you did, and, and again, I think this is just one step, one giant step, but it's one step, and, and where you guys are going to go. I, I believe that in the coming years, you guys are going to be on, on, top, on top of the mountain as far as filmmakers are concerned. And well, yeah, and what's going to wind up happening is that people are going to be coming to you uh, to say, "Oh, well, how'd you do it? You know, give give us guidance, give us advice, stuff like that, or or be involved in our project because you know <laughs> you you're, you're Rachel and Scott Stamper, and you know help us with you know we want you part of this, and you know something, you deserve it. You deserve the the accolades. You deserve Thank people coming after you. You guys sacrificed. My God, I mean, uh, honestly, I you know your story. And you and your husband, you, you guys have an amazing story. It's an amazing journey. Thank okay, you. Thank from, you. It, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a bumpy road getting here, but it, it feels good to be right here right now and, and enjoying the moment and, you know, thinking about Thursday, putting on a pretty dress and walking down the red carpet, and then Friday we're going to go up to our local car mic and just we're going to thank the people that come in to buy a ticket and see our movie. Yeah, but that, we're that, that excited. We're going to we, – we've sent everybody. We've told the whole cast and crew, you go to your local car mic, and when people come in they buy a ticket, you thank them. Yeah, but, that, but that's you, pretty you cool. And pose for pictures and shake hands. Yeah, but, that, but that's what you need to do. You know, I mean, now you have you get you have the red carpet uh, event on the seventeenth. Now, right. you know, fans can come out and um, take pictures and stuff like that. Absolutely, we're actually we're just outside of Atlanta. We're going to be the premiere is going to be at the Carmike and Conyers, and. You know, our website, um, my, my email address, because I'm doing some publicity for this, is media at lynchmobmovie.com. Mm -hmm. If there's any fans that are in Atlanta and, you know, they want to come out to the premiere, I have a certain number of tickets that I've, I've blocked off 
for, you know, for fans and for radio call-ins and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to have them. We would oh, love that. that. That's fantastic. See, that's so nice of you guys. Yeah, they can come take pictures with, with Tony and Paul. They're going to be there. Keith Sweat's going to be out there. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be there. Uh, if yeah. anybody just happens to want a picture with me, I don't know. Oh, come on, Rach. You, you, you're <laughs> kidding me. You, people are going to want to, you know, they don't take a picture with you now. They're not going to be able to do it in the next two years. My God. <laughs> you know, because you guys are going to be untouchable. and We're, we're uh, blowing up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then I'm going to say, yeah, well, I had Rachel on the show, but uh, she doesn't take my calls. No, no, no. I, I will. I promise you that I will still take your call. We'll do this, even you know when we do our, our 150 million dollar project with Sony. You know, you are my first interview. I love it, and that I love hearing that, and I thank you for that. You know, but I, I know that you have a lot of great things uh, going forward. Uh, I want to give the website again is lynchmob.com, right? Lynchmobmovie.com. Lynchmobmovie. See, I made a that was a big mistake. <laughs> Lynch, lynchmobmovie.com. Lynchmobmovie.com. Yeah. And you know, like I said, if you're in the Atlanta area, media at lynchmobmovie.com. If you're hearing this and you know you want to talk to us about anything, uh, media lynchmobmovie.com, and that comes to me, and you know I'll share it with uh, anybody that you know wants to talk to us. Um, we're glad to share our story and to to do what we can for anybody else. That that that's awesome. See, you're you're also giving back. You're paying forward, and that's fantastic. Oh yeah, that, you have to. And and yeah. there's so many talented people out there. So yeah, you know, uh, I, I a guy pitched me a screenplay the other day. It sounded good. I told him to send it to me. <laughs> like I want to read it. So you know, email us. Let tell us tell us your story. We yeah. want we want to know. Yeah, but that that's fantastic. That's why I say you're gonna go to the next level. You and your hubby, you guy, you and Scott are gonna go to the next level, and people will be gravitating towards you as they have been. I think Lynch Mob is going to be a big hit. Um, and if, I, if I'm down there, which I don't know what my schedule is like, but if I'm down there, I'm going to be there on the red carpet to go take a picture with you. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get myself down there and do that because I think that you guys uh, are amazing. And now, here goes a key thing. Okay, uh, with you and your hubby. Now you yeah. you came to this point. You did the you did the you had the premiere coming up. That's a big highlight of your career so far. But yeah, there are many more highlights uh, are are on the horizon. Now, big thing. What's next yeah. for you? What's next? What's next? You know, we uh we got to get an agent. Because ah, well, let's pause here. See, see, they need an <laughs> agent. So if 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 whoever is that, I mean, CCM, CCA, whatever, 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 the big organizations that are out CAA, there in the home, CAA, CAA, that that's the one, CAA. So CAA, if you're listening to this show, you have a client that that a potential client that's gonna blow up. There we go, Mike Ovitz. Give me a call. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mom, so Mike, what's, what's what's with you? My God. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, you know. So that's our next step because you know until it, it's really, you know, it's hard for a writer to. Get to it's hard for anybody that's, that's relatively unknown, you know, to get an agent to return your call. So mm -hmm. now that we're in theaters, it's like, wow, maybe we can get an agent. This is great because we have four other screenplays in the queue, and. Um, we're kind of torn because we have, because of the success already of Lynch Mob, we've had a ton of people come and say, okay, here's a check for your next movie. And so we wow, know already good. we can make another indie film. And But then 
you know, we have some screenplays that we think would be better in the hands of the studio mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, sell that so that we can go back and make another indie film. Right, and so. you do things that you do things at your pace the way you want to do it, but now with a bigger budget and, and the bigger potential there, you can actually go and do something different. But I just have a feeling that even if you had $100 million to do a movie like, like you have here, You'd probably still you'd probably still go the route you go that you went, but you know, have other people doing stuff. Of course, not you burning down your house, but you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I don't want to endorse that for anybody. That was really scary. But no. but yeah, I mean, and the, the nice thing is, is you know, any opportunity for us is an opportunity for everybody that that has worked with us and believed in us, because we, you know we have such a, a solid community that we just kind of want to help everybody move along with us. You know, it, it, we're not gonna be going any place without taking people with us. And, so. the, and that's the name of the game, paying it forward, doing the right thing. You know the struggle. You guys went through the struggle. You made it through. And I um, I see nothing but great success for you, for your husband, for the people involved in this film, Lynch Mob Movie, the dot com. See, I got it right. Lynchmobmovie.com. Lynch Bob is going to be in the Carmike Theaters on September 18th. Join them on the 17th. We are going to have a link to the site on ucwmagazine.com and we are going to put other information on there that even Rachel doesn't know yet, but she's going to find out in a little bit. And we're going to put it on there to, to help our listeners and visitors to our site and everything else and help them along the way to, and to, to, for showing support for this great film. And again, I have no doubt it's going to be fantastic. You, you, you're going to have a great showing. Rachel and, and I and I one thing I have to say um, first oh well here's the thing are you guys on MySpace aha we Lynch Mob Lynch Mob movie is on MySpace mm-hmm. uh, Lynch Mob movie is on Facebook you can be a fan of us um, me personally I'm on Facebook Rachel Stamper I'll be anybody's friend I'm indiscriminate um, so oh my God <laughs> you you're, you're one of those those Facebook slutty types I got you. I am oh I'm, I, I am discriminant on Facebook <laughs> and we're on Twitter okay. we are every viral media outlet awesome. you just do lynch mob movie and you will find us and follow us and be a fan and send us a message and you know let us know what you think about the movie when you see it we, we just we want to hear from everybody That's excellent and everyone listening to the show support the movie great movie great people great story this is again it's not just you know the movie is going to be fantastic but everything behind it. I, I'm glad that we're able to tell the story behind the scenes because they're going to see the end product. The struggle that went along to me is was interesting and I think we told it well. Oh, I think so too. Thank you so much, Liz. No, th- thank you, Rachel. And again, you know, we uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show, uh, com. Guys, go check it out. And what we want to do, Rach, if it's okay with you, is get you back on the show later on and maybe give like a little recap of what what's going on with with the movie how the turnout was we'll have a little brief uh on what's going on because um i, I really i'm curious as to how great this is going to be because i think you're going to be pretty damn good well thank you that'd be great just uh you just let me know and i'm talking i will rich all right you have yourself a great evening. Thanks again for coming on the show on a Friday night. I know you have busy stuff to do with your hubby. You guys have a lot of stuff going on. Spend time with your kids, things and things of that nature. So right now, I'm going to let you go. Uh, again, 
Listeners, thank you for listening to UCW Radio. What is your major malfunction? All let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.